Well, hello and welcome to podcast number 85. You joined the First Alert Weather Podcast. Thanks for joining us once again, folks. It's been a long week for the weather, folks. It's been a longer week for those of you that have been without power, dealing with downed trees, extreme cold. We're going to kind of cover this uh, storm here in, in a little bit of detail. Maybe we'll, we'll get more, more of the facts and figures for next week. But we're just kind of keeping our heads above water in the Weather Center. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, we've got Camilla Orti. How are you, Camilla? Good. Hanging in there. Sleepy, but we're doing it. And Katie Suniga, how are you? Yes, I would say the same thing. Sleepy, but we're doing it. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's just been a crazy week. Like I said, not just for the weather people, just for life here in the Portland metro area, especially. And we are still dealing with stuff today. (laughs) So we we, we were hoping maybe we'd be out of it today. And yes, it did warm up yesterday. So we're going to cover this. If you're watching the the online version where you can see the video, we always recommend that because we use weather graphics in the weather business. Um, So here's our little rundown. We're going to talk about the cold, freezing rain that has returned to parts of the metro area today. We're going to do a brief recap of the snow, wind, and cold storm. Uh, And then we'll recap the freezing rain that then appeared on Tuesday afternoon, showed up on schedule, and a very brief look at the Cascade snow, which is uh, back here. So let me get into my graphics here and uh, advance to the next one. So here we are. These are the 9 a.m. temps. We we are recording this at 9 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, it's above freezing everywhere west of the Cascades, except near the Columbia River Gorge, which is portions mm-hmm. of the Portland metro area. Cold air. Yesterday, we had a west wind. Briefly, Camilla and I were working last night, and Hood River briefly surged to 40 degrees with the west Ooh. wind. Yeah. But then the cold air came right back in. In fact, look at the pressure gradient. We use this, folks, the cross-cascade pressure gradient from Portland over to the Dalles. It was flat, or actually slight westerly. The 5 and the 7, if you're watching the uh, video version here, the 5 and the 7, the... the uh, that's the date over on the left side and the hour. So this is in England time, Z time. So this was about 10 p.m. last night. There was no wind through the gorge. It went calm, which was nice. The east wind was gone. But then since that time, high pressure surged back in east of the Cascades. And we're back to 11 millibars easterly. So the wind is just screaming. None of the anemometers pick it up because they're all frozen and encased in ice. And here yeah. here's the uh, current plot of the metro area. We've got the uh, temperatures are in the black there. You've got the uh, the wind speeds in the red. Um, a lot of wind speeds very low because they're getting encased in ice. But basically, this area in red is where cold air is spilling out of the gorge, where 34 degrees are colder. And these are the areas where we're going to see probably some pretty thick ice accumulation today. I just checked the latest Wharf GFS model this morning, um, and our model agrees rain through liquid rain through about 3 p.m three to 4 p.m. Then it goes dry, which is good, but that's quite a bit of rain. There could be a half inch of fresh icing, especially east of I-205, the hills. See the West Hills down around freezing? Yeah. Even, I think that's Cooper Mountain there on the southwest side of Beaverton, even maybe a little bit there. Yeah, Euro was giving us, what, close to like three quarters of an inch of liquid rain? Yeah, Uh, that's a lot of icing. Yeah. And some of the trees did not drop their ice because it didn't get above about 34, some areas east metro. Where I live mm-hmm. here, up at 1,000 feet, actually it warmed up to 35, and all the trees were clear last night when I got home. But then yeah. now they're icing up again. I'm at 28 degrees. I'm actually that station way over on the right side right here. So yeah. we're into freezing rain today. We've got another – we're recording this, like I said, 9, 10 a.m. Um, on um, – Thursday. So we've got about five more hours of steady rain. So we're going to see ice accumulation in this area. I think this area might expand a little more towards St. John's down to maybe West Lynn, Oregon City. Temperatures keep dropping there. Road temps, we talked about this. Oh, go ahead. That's a, I was just going to say that's a good chunk of the Portland metro area. So if you're not it seeing is. this graphic, I mean, that's 
more than 50%, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Central yeah. East side. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Wow. Clark County. Good. I think you're okay in Clark County, unless you're right mm-hmm. along the Columbia River. These are kind of the classic areas. When we have big ice storms in Portland, when it's ice only, these are the areas. In December of 96, there was an inch, inch and a half of ice right in this area, just really devastating east of I-205. These are the typical areas exposed to that thin layer of cold air coming out of the gorge, but yet it's rainy overhead. In fact, let me back up one graphic, two graphics. Government camp is 32 degrees. So the mm-hmm. actual snow level today is up around 4,000 feet. But yeah. that little thin layer of cold air just slid right back in. And we did expect that. You know, models forecast that pretty well. We were in denial. I mean, I was. <laughs> Even though I'm forecasting it, I'm like, no, no, don't come back. Yeah. yeah. So this did you, right here, can you quick, go back real quick? Go back to the, the gradient there. Yep. So we were talking about this, and I don't know if he told you, Camilla. So we're, you're at that negative 10.8. Mark, can you tell everybody what we were when we had the wind on Saturday? We're getting there. 17.7. On Saturday. 17.7 was our pressure gradient on Saturday. I had never Wild. seen, I think once I saw 15, but generally it's extremely rare. Like just a few times in my career has it gone above 12 and a half or 13. So this Jeez. is at the high end. I've That's noticed we're saying historic. Highest <laughs> yeah. gradients do come with the coldest air too. The cold air yeah. is really dense and heavy. So you can have a 10 millibar gradient, I suppose, if it's 45 degrees, but the wind often is not as intense. And is dr- the, the, the intensity of wind out in the Western Gorge is directly related to how warm it is overhead, too. So if it's a big inversion, like now, we really have an inversion. Um, the, the, all that air is being forced, that movement of air is being forced through a very narrow channel vertically. So it's like a thin little fire hose, whereas... Like on Saturday, it was pretty spread out, as we'll see. We've got the uh, wind gust. So that's what we have right now. Another five hours of rain. We're going to see more power lines down and, and, and trees breaking over the east side of town. And how much precip? This is total starting at, this would have been early this morning. Sure enough, there's about a quarter inch here, um, up here in the metro. The, the the first kind of light blue color there is about a three. Um, did I say a quarter? I'm at three quarters inch. Yeah. Yeah. There. Do yeah. I have an ice glazing? But it is interesting. So the graph, now models, the higher the resolution the model, the better they handle the terrain. For example, a 12-kilometer resolution model means there's a data point, uh, and it's calculated every 12 kilometers. It's always in kilometers, right? Um, so a 12-kilometer model doesn't see the Columbia River Gorge very well. So in a situation like this, it's all about the cold air pouring through at the lowest elevation. So how well a model sees the Columbia River Gorge and models, uh, the resolution is directly related to how much like cold air it's going to bring westward, right? So it can see it better. Um, I think, the, as I recall, the 12-kilometer wharf GFS model, I think that sees the gorge as like a 2,000-foot pass because, you know, it has to kind of smooth it out because the, the resolution of the, of, the, of the data points. Yeah. I remember that early in my career. Um, whereas you get this as a 4-kilometer model, and even this isn't the best, uh, the UW, we've shown it a few times, has a 1.33 kilometer. And boy, that model really shows the details of exactly where the wind is and where the cold air makes it through. But Something that's standing out mm-hmm. to me on this graphic right. is I see a lot of ease. Yes. So the uh, that's easterly wind. Mm-hmm. And so the easterly wind, this is uh, Thursday. This is all day today. This is in the Friday. Notice that east wind is just screaming all the way through Friday. Yeah. So clearly it's going to be cold the cold air has come back in and it holds PDX right around freezing all the way through tomorrow morning. Yeah. The precip stops after 3 PM, which is great, but there's not going to be any significant thawing the rest of today, of course, because temperatures actually fall. And uh, actually tomorrow, I mean, mid thirties. So very slow thaw. 
Yeah. In areas exposed to the gorge when Saturday, finally, the wind backs off, but areas near the gorge still stay pretty close to freezing. Saturday, you know, the rest of the metro area is pretty reasonable, probably around 40 or so, low 40s. But then yeah. some more precip comes back Saturday night. And notice we're in the mid to upper 30s Saturday night. This means more ice and snow in the gorge. Jeez. So it, it never seems to end out there. Or should I say here? Because it's outside my window. I'm 20 <laughs> degrees here. Um, uh, yeah, so the point here is that cold air is still being piped in, and that is pretty strong, that easterly flow right in here. Mm -hmm. That concerns me yeah. a bit for this evening. Although, when it's that, uh, when it's such a narrow channel like that of air coming in, I, I think it's just the areas that are close to the gorge that would get the really strong wind, uh, yeah. as opposed to Saturday. So, I think so, a lot of people are wondering, I mean, just piggybacking off yep. of that, at what point can folks expect to have their neighborhood roads actually getting better? Like a noticeable difference. Second half of the weekend, maybe? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Okay. There'll All be right. some slow melting. On, there'll be some, you know, a teeny tiny bit of melting tomorrow. A little bit of melting Saturday. A little more Saturday. But Sunday looks like the wind really backs off. And we actually might get brief southerly in spots. Yeah. But, um, you know, the problem is I noticed Salem. And we, we talked about this on air last night. I noticed Salem was sitting there in the mid-40s, low to mid-40s all day yesterday, and yet there was still a ton of ice and snow sitting on the yes. edges of the road, which means I'm thinking because it was extra cold, the ground is extra chilled, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where it's just taking forever. So, I mean, that isn't quite in our direct area of forecast and to say, when will this snow come off my side street? Right. We can tell you temperatures, but we can't give you, you know, that's not really a meteorological thing. It just yeah. takes time. Yeah. Yeah. And traffic, Summer. you know, if you have a yeah, road that right. has more people living on it in the, in the neighborhood, those roads are going to be okay. I noticed that when I got home last night, the main roads in my neighborhood were, we're fine. pretty clear. They were yeah. pretty good. But we turned down a small street that doesn't mm -hmm. have any houses on it to our street, which is a dead end. And it was like, yeah, the, yeah. The really bad. slushy ice on my street. So my yeah. street was the worst I went on coming home. Mm -hmm. I also had one of the worst drives I've ever had coming home last night in the last oh, yeah. mile. How because, was that? Well, the problem is there was maybe two, I mean, snow, the leftover snow sleet with some freezing rain on top of it wasn't deep. It, the road wasn't plowed. It was like maybe two to three inches, mm -hmm. but then it had been above freezing for most of the day, like 35. So my car was just trying to plunge through this really thick stuff. And I, I had to back my, I almost started kind of backing off the edge of the driveway. I had to back up and then go forward, back up, forward, back up, forward to make a path. Yeah. And oh it was ridiculous. So I'm hoping today, actually, now that it's frozen, it might actually be better. Hmm. Huh. I'll let you know. I think that yeah. I should pack a bag for the hotel just in case things really go south. Okay. No and point. I have to tell you folks. That says a lot because we've this whole time this has been going on, Mark, you've been saying, it's okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm like, you're going to pack a bag just in case. You're like, no, I'm fine. I, you know, I have the right tires. I have the right car. I've been doing this for 30 years. For you to say you're packing a bag, yeah. to me, that yeah. says, be ready, folks. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I sure sleep like a baby in my own bed, though. I'd like it. I know. Just ask for the top drive. floor. Just ask for the top <laughs> floor. That's the secret. Good That's advice. That's the secret. Good advice. I learned that the first night. Switched <laughs> right? rooms we heard the all second. about it. <laughs> did fine the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so so January. You see the January so far. Look at those numbers. I mean, just how, how cold was it? Right now, we're running about four or so degrees below normal. First week of the month, of course, was very mild. But then look at that high of 21 on the 13th, 23 on the 14th, and 30 on the 15th, and then back to 27 on the 16th. Burr. So we had 
five days, about 120 hours. Didn't one of you saw the exact figure, the exact number was 126 Camilla. hours, Camilla? I didn't see you, that. You uh, see the exact hours? You saw it on somebody else's. Oh, yes, yeah, someone else's tweet. Yeah, potentially, maybe. How many, I don't yeah, remember what the important. number is. <laughs> yeah, it's not important. But it was about five days at or below freezing. And you see the highest, I'm sorry, the coldest day was Saturday, of course. Now, here's the deal. Temperatures are, 20, are, are calendar days, weather records, I should say. So the high was 21, yes, but that was early in the day. It was really in the teens the whole day. But it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. For the purposes of record keeping, um, the last time we were at 21 or lower for a high was in 1990. So this was our coldest daytime high officially since 1990. I mean, wow. my entire career. So this was the coldest day in Portland of my career. And you can see how we've had colder days. Although now that doesn't say, I remember thinking that 1968 number, uh, December of 68, it rained or it, it was either freezing rain or snow that day, a high of 14. I used to think, how could that possibly happen? And now it's like, oh, that was only two degrees colder than what we experienced on Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really brutal. Yeah. So 21 and, and so, and this will stay this way. I think the, uh, the low through the whole period at PDX was 15. We never yeah. had a clear, calm, cold night. I mean, if we would have cleared out and gone calm, we could have had single digits. Regardless, it was the coldest January uh, temperature this period since uh, 2017 after that snowstorm. We did go calm during that snowstorm, I think, and that's how we hit 11. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. after the snowstorm, when we had the clear and calm conditions, we hit 11. And yeah, that's how with we the got snow on the ground still. Right. During that yeah. storm, I think it was in the mid-20s, mid-upper 20s as the snow mm. was falling. So really cold. And, you know, I was very happy. Um, I was I, I was getting cranky and arguing with somebody on Twitter yesterday about the warm up that barely occurred in Portland. Oh, no. Yeah. I was trying not to. You can't be getting, engaging in people and then things get nasty and whatnot. But um, the timing of this storm on Saturday, I mean, this was just the forecast. It arrived right on schedule. And um, that was uh, you know, the cold air came in from the east on schedule. The uh, temperatures warmed up or cooled down, I should say. Here's government camp. Is that cold air sloshed in? That evening, was it Friday evening or was it Saturday? Maybe it was Let's Saturday. See. 22. Is that a 22 at the bottom of the screen there? 23. 23 at 6 p.m. And one hour later, it was 8 at government Crazy. camp. So the cold air just sloshed over from north central Oregon very quickly. Mm -hmm. it, it just really did fill up like a bathtub, which was pretty neat. This was 7 a.m. Saturday, model forecast. That's what happened. It started uh, precipitating in the morning, changed over. Now, here's the deal. We did expect... There's our forecast. We kind of went for this. Here was the snow forecast. We said two mm -hmm. to six inches that morning, yeah. Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. um, and we could see just to our south in the south metro, boy, not much snow. Mm -hmm. And let me go one more. And we expected the icing, the freezing rain down in the valley. We called for a pretty devastating ice storm down there. Here's what was different. There was more ice pellets mixed in in the metro, and there was not nearly as much precipitation as we expected in general. So we ended up with one. Do I have it here? 1.6 inches of um, snowfall. Weather service also includes sleet as snowfall. We learned that last mm -hmm. December. And the ice and, pellets too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sleet mm -hmm. and ice pellets is yeah, sleet and ice pellets. Yeah, um, little chunks of ice. And then I did discover back here. Let's go back here. Um, I don't know if I told both of you this, but I, I talked to the folks that run our graph model, and they said mm -hmm. yeah, sleet or ice pellets is included in the snowfall total. So if the model, if they're anticipating an inch of ice pellets that's going to go in as an inch of snow. So oh. we have to remember that when we're forecasting that that may have included ice pellets right here. Cause remember we only get a, the product we get is only either snow or liquid freezing rain glazing right. one or the other. It's like yeah. the eye doctor, A or B. 
So that's one thing that was different. Not as much precip. The snow, whoops, the snow sure did show up to our north. I mean, there was up to six yep. inches. That part was perfect on this forecast uh, from the metro area northward. Lots of snow yeah. up there. Yeah. Longview, so I guess, Lama. yeah, considering yeah. the ice pellets grafted pretty well then. Yeah, it did okay. Just not yeah. as much precip as we expected. Yeah. And I did I did on Saturday morning, because I worked Saturday morning with Andy, we did to the north, we did say between, you know, up to eight in that area, oh. because it did look like this, you know, we kept it at the, the four to six or two to six or whatever we had in the metro mm -hmm. area, but we let people know north in the Longview area up there that it looked like it was going to be more because it appeared that the storm had slowed down. And mm -hmm. it was moving very slowly. And so right. we we just, we made that one tiny tweak on Saturday morning, just everybody to the north, know you can get a bit more. And I saw one of your social media things, you were asking if there were people saying they got in that eight range, even a little more. Mm -hmm. There were a few so up there. Did, yeah, there were a few up there that did end up getting that. So, so there were some, dis well, there mm -hmm. were some disappointed people. I think the, the impression was there was going to be six inches of snow to play in. Hey, yes. it's not hard to play yeah. in snow when the east wind is gusting to 50 and it's 15 degrees. Most kids don't really want that. And the other is we just didn't get as much snow. Um, one other change. Um, so we expected a pretty devastating ice storm based on our models going with liquid rain freezing on contact in the valley. And there was some of that. But Salem picked up and so did Albany and Corvallis picked up mainly ice pellets. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. ice pellets don't stick to power lines. They don't stick uh -huh. to trees. So we avoided a devastating ice storm in, in the Mid-Valley, which was good. There was a lot of damage uh, over along the coast, central coastline, just inland from the beaches at Newport and also through the central coast range. So that was correct. And farther south off this map forecast, huge devastation um, around Eugene, Springfield, and then up like into the McKenzie River Valley. I saw a quote from somebody saying they heard Lane, Lane Electric may take up to two weeks to get some people back online down there. So big devastating wow. ice storms. So that was correct there as well and this is kind of hard to see but um sure enough models i think the wharf gfs did predict about 17 millibars from the dallas to portland and that's what we had this was at midday on that day 16.8 millibars so models did perfect forecasting the gradient the intensity of the cold i was doubtful that it was going to be that cold they did really well with that very happy with that and here are the peak gusts and there are many many stations that went offline that day because mm -hmm. the power went out for yeah. example, you don't see Vista House, you don't see Corbett, where um, I'm sure there were gusts uh, into the 80s and maybe mm -hmm. 90. But gust of 50 made it all the way into the portions of the West Hills. Um, mm -hmm. There is a missing, the Sunset Transit Center, which I passed by on the way to work. That one went offline. I think the peak gust was 49 before it went offline. Hmm. Was Look this Saturday? This was Saturday, yep. The, okay, the so I remember day. 83 is what I saw at Vista Point. There was okay. Vista House, yeah, Crown Point. Or Vista House, yeah, Crown Point. Yeah, Vista, yeah. I like that. You, can, that. you made a new portmanteau there. The two words together. <laughs> Put them together. Um, yeah. That's what I'm but saying. The... I'm sleep deprived a little. But that's what and I, I think... Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a good eye. You caught that before it went offline. Just the way this I thing did. plots it, it works that way. Okay. Um, but a few things stick out here. One is the 56 uh, down in South Gresham. I mean, that one usually is like 30, 35 during these east wind events. Mm -hmm. 52 yeah. up there uh, in southeast Portland. 52 also. Um, down there at, uh, this is in Happy Valley, 49, probably before it went offline, somewhere in southwest Portland. So, so much tree devastation in these areas here. Mm. And then look at this, the 64 in Marmot and Sandy. I mean, that's a sensor I usually hardly pay attention to because it'll gust to like 28 or 32. So Sandy, huge devastation here through Clackamas County. 
So the, the cold air came right over Mount, over the uh, northern Oregon Cascades and came down the west slopes like this, yeah. which is unusual. It didn't just come through the gorge. And the other strange thing, the wind did not come down into Clark County. This is a known area in eastern Clark County for downslope windstorms. Several times in the past, just devastating windstorms like what we had down here. For some reason, it didn't come down the south Washington Cascades. Hmm. Don't know why. Somebody needs to study that. Yeah, weird. Huh. One last point on this the most reliable weather stations see like the here 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 that that sandy marmot stations these are all pge weather stations that they've installed um after the fires for fire weather but those weather stations don't use their solar powered and so they use they keep going all through the storm the wind may ice up at some point but they keep going so they were the most reliable weather stations so go pge i mean we had so many down here chehala mountain same thing We've never had data like this during the middle of a storm in all these outlying areas. Nice. So and those were installed when? After the... In the last three years. Oh, okay. Huh. Pacific Core, same thing. I mean, um, there must be hundreds across the state of Oregon and then into southern Washington. Um, hmm. Mainly Oregon. But I think I think that was... Don't hold me to this legally. But I think that um, that was maybe part of the... They started doing it on their own, but maybe settlement with the state, you know, too, is like, okay, we're going to be more proactive with fire. Hmm. Remember the... the um, planned psps planned safety power shutoffs okay yeah in the in the fall when we have the east wind and it's dry they have to know mm -hmm. how strong the wind is blowing in these rural areas like hey it's getting too windy let's shut off the power that so, makes sense yeah they, so anyway those are great for meteorologists we never used to have that sort of information okay so that's that storm so then we had a break it was cold and windy monday and sunny oh jeff is texting me right now hey by the way jeff forgeron you usually see him on this podcast you haven't seen him in about seven weeks he will be back from family leave uh, mm -hmm. for kind of part-time type work on uh, on Thursday the 25th, one week from now. So maybe he'll join us for next week's podcast. Maybe. Let's see what That'd he said. Make sure, make sure it isn't anything offensive. Oh, no, just, read, just, read, just cold read it. Yeah, cold read. <laughs> just kidding. 36 at PDX, 31 on my deck. He's in southwest Portland. Um, top of the Ponderosa is frozen again. Oh, he has a big Ponderosa pine. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> On the spot report. Thank you, Jeff. He just joined our podcast. I don't know if, if um, Gray Corporation Legal would allow that. Mm, the should, yeah. I, I want to retract that last one minute. We're going to have to edit, remember to remember to edit this out, folks. I don't want to get sued by the company. Oh, All right. Man. So um, so then we had the break on Monday. Then we had freezing rain again. I'm pretty happy. Well forecast. We said it would show up in the mid to late afternoon, 4 p.m. And right at the top of our show, this drop started yep. appearing on a Shriners camera. Uh, we had 0.4 inch officially out at the weather service forecast office of freezing rain, glaze ice. So that caused a little more damage, a few more outages. I mean, generally, I think you need to be up around a half inch to cause a lot of damage. And here's my see it happen graphic. <laughs> this is yesterday, Wednesday, the, oh gosh, what day is today? Wednesday, the Thursday. 17th. Thursday. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know today is Thursday, but this is yesterday. You can never be um, too sure. Oh, I don't know what day. I mean, I've been working every day since Monday the 8th, so I don't even know what day it is. Oh, my gosh. This weekend's going to be glorious. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, look how the these are the areas that hit 40 yesterday. This is Wednesday the 17th. And the whole southern metro, the south wind made it up into the metro as models forecast, but then it kind of stalled. And the whole rest of the metro just sat somewhere between 32 and 37 the rest of the day. So, yeah. Brief thaw so was south. That, was was that part of the forecast a bust? We were thinking oh, yeah. it would spread a little bit more, right? Yeah. 
a little oh, further north. Yeah, all models had it, every single, even the highest resolution models had it very briefly, what we call mixing out the south wind punching in for, our graph only had it south wind making it to PDX for about three hours. Uh -huh. Then it was going to go calm and drop into the 30s, which is interesting because that did that did happen in these areas. Jumped up into the low 40s, then it went calm or light north again and came back into the 30s. Dropped back down. Um, yeah. That part of the forecast by the models was right on, but it just didn't. And, and here's the other thing that happened. Look out at the west end of the gorge, which had been the coldest, windiest place. It did warm up out there. The wind went calm in the gorge yesterday. And it, uh, yesterday during the 10 p.m. show, the Corbett station was the warmest place in the metro area at 41 degrees. It's so weird. Um, so basically then um, there was a very thin, maybe 500 foot thick layer of near freezing air that just was, was left stranded in these lowest elevations, middle of the city and, uh, and up north towards Clark County. So I've had enough of that graphic. <laughs> Again, I think we're going to have some facts and figures coming up next week because there were some interesting ones. I was looking at the Dalles. It was the coldest weather since around 1990 as well. Um, the mm -hmm. amount of people out of power, 160,000. We'll, we'll have a few more coming up next week, maybe a little more yeah. comprehensive, a, a bit more of an ad, or maybe we'll be tired of it by that time. We'll see. Oh, no, I'm sure if we have Jeff back on, he's going to want oh. a full debrief, right? Oh, my gosh. Jeff is going to have to relive the last two months. Yeah. Wait, nothing out. happened the first month and a half, so mm -hmm. never mind. That'll be pretty mm -hmm. easy. Just the last we'll month. See. Yeah. Just the last nine days, actually. <laughs> Did yeah. anything else happen? No. Um, well, there was that day that we had snow and remember you were doing a Facebook live and I was watching it turn from rain to snow on our seaside camera. Do you remember that? Oh, that was yeah, like that was, way back at the very beginning and we got a little snow. That seems so that pathetic now, through. doesn't it? The, <laughs> the one out. evening of like a trace of snow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but we, we could were do. very excited because we, we said were what excited. happened. And we watched it like move across the coast range and then into right. where we were and it happened. I blocked mm -hmm. it because... This, this, so... this episode set me <laughs> off now. All right. So uh, the other thing that happened during these nine days, this was actually happening while we were doing last week's podcast, but it, we had a nine day period with seven to nine feet of snow in the Cascades, uh, 106 at Timberline, 110 at Meadows. It was kind of tough to get these numbers. You know, they might be plus or minus a foot because it's uh, sensors had all sorts of problems up there. Power outages, those mm -hmm. poor ski areas dealing with power outages. I know Meadows was without power for days running the lifts and the, and the lodge with several generators. Wow. What a mess. Oh. Everything happened at once. Yeah. So this was around January. First Mount Hood was 20% of normal. For now it's 101. Pack. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, everybody's pretty much back to normal average across the state. Yeah. That's great. In nine days. Amazing. Yeah. Is that the last graphic I have? Yeah. And we're done. <laughs> yeah. So that no pretty much wraps year. it up. Please. Yeah, pretty much wraps it up here. Um, yeah. Hopefully no more snow. All our models show, um, you know, what? while we're talking, I am going to look very briefly just, you know, um, I'm going to look at the ensembles. I looked yesterday in the last few days, just as very mild pattern continues. Um, I was seeing like one graphic we use, oh gosh, like the Euro ensembles are mostly in the fifties this last week and a half of January. It looks wow. like, uh, we there are even hints that, that at some point we could touch a 60 in there maybe. And if I look at the 24 hour snow, oh my gosh, the ensemble chart, I got I have to share this. This is so good. This is beautiful. It's going to feel like a beach vacation. Hang on. Yeah. It is going to feel really good. Beaches. Let me get in the right window. No, I don't need to open more windows. Here we go. Here we go. It's almost like you can see the mice running around in my brain. Absolutely. Right Here we go. That's what makes up. the video version oh, such a joy. That. Look at huh? that. Um, oh, so <laughs> the chart, what we're looking at. In some European ensembles, 50 different members. The next two weeks, each member, it shows the 24-hour snowfall every six hours. There are 
two members that try to develop a trace of snow in the next two weeks, which takes us to the end of the month, which means basically we are in a very warm pattern. Again, uh, if we could have gotten rid of this low-level cold air, we would have been out of this thing. You know, if we would have been out of it Tuesday after that freezing rain, yeah, we would have just said, oh, it's mild. But anyway, once we do get rid of the cold air and we will eventually get rid of it, it looks very mild. I mean, the best skiing of the whole winter was uh, ha- has now ended. I mean, it's there'll still be snow up there, but uh, like this weekend, it'll be kind of a mixture of rain and snow up there at the ski area. So, hmm. yeah. Anyway, so back to mild, oh. folks. We just got to get rid of this freezing rain today and hope it doesn't cool off too much more here in the central part of town for too much ice. So, yeah. Is it, final thoughts? Is that it? Can we wrap it up? Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to ask Mark, and maybe this is something you're going to go into more detail next week when we do a bigger recap, but can you compare kind of this event with the lingering cold and the lingering wind events to other winter storms we've seen in, in well, in your career, you've been here much longer than me and Katie. Yeah. This was, and we had a feeling this maybe kind of might be the case. This was the most devastating, um, uh, not snow, not freezing rain, not ice pellets, but the most devastating wind plus cold event I've seen in my whole career here. I mean, the amount of the amount of people's lives that were messed up by this and the frozen pipes, then all the power outages, just all this, all these issues. But but the, the, the intensity of the cold and the wind that day, Saturday, I had never seen. I've seen yeah. stronger wind, bigger wind storms, but usually it's 40, 45 degrees. The wind comes from the south. Mm-hmm. I've seen it colder, but not with the wind at the same time. Yeah. And as for the warm up, this is some people said, oh, this is like 2004. It never seems to want to warm up. Well, that's not quite the case. That was where we just sat there locked in the ice for four or five days. And we kept saying it's going to warm up. It's going to warm up. Uh, no, we, we knew. we Yes, it didn't warm up fast enough yesterday, but it did partially warm up. And we did also expect the re- re- uh, freezing rain to show up again today. That was mm-hmm. uh, two days ahead of time. That was becoming somewhat obvious. That was going to happen in the East Metro. So not quite yeah. the same. I mean, models this time, this is the best I've seen models perform during a big event. So Yeah. Crazy. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, folks. Thanks to both of you, Camilla, Katie. Um, we've got to go back to work today. Well, Katie, you have a day off, right? Man, I am going to okay. sleep all day long. All right. So we'll leave <laughs> you alone. Thanks for joining us, folks. We will see you again next week for episode 86, hopefully with Jeff Forge. Oh, stop. You're waiting and hesitating. And tell us, please tell us about the weather.